This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome back to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Just as you are enjoying your summer break, the beaches, the sunshine and rain, Wimbledon, the Pims, the strawberries and cream. Here it comes, the new season annoyingly buzzing around your ice cream like a rabid wasp high on sugar. I am, of course, talking about the new season of the EFL Championship. This season marks five years since we started this podcast and original member Richard Kozikosmala is back, along with Dan Pozaporic to discuss town's season ahead. With us today is Reach PLC's head of Sheffield Wednesday writer and Huddersfield town fan, more importantly, Dom Housen. How are you doing, Dom? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on. Very good. Great to have you. Um, good to see you other two as well. We've just had numerous technical issues with uh, Cozzy and Pozza, so uh, we're good to go, I think, now. So hopefully this, this goes well. But, you know, same old guys, but, you know, same old sponsor. New season, same sponsor, if you like. This episode sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Get 10% off all your online orders by using AHTTC10 at checkout. Okay. Right, guys, let's, uh, last season, we as a podcast, we sat here and we weren't really overly enthusiastic about the new season, were we? Um, let's see if it's any better 12 months on. Uh, I don't think we really need a recap on last year. We all know what happened. We reviewed it to death, so we'll just crack on with, with the season ahead. Uh, and we'll dive straight into pre-season. So Town have played five games, won four, drawn one, beat Odmin 9-0, drew 0-0 with Taffy Stock, uh, beat Liscard Athletic 13-1, uh, Stockport County 4-0 and SC Hiramvain 1-0 yesterday. So that's 27 goals in five games, conceding one absolute thunderbolt against Liscard, which was ridiculous, really, that goal. It was phenomenal. Uh, the last time Huddersfield Town went unbeaten in pre-season under Neil Warnock, we got promoted. But the question is, Dom Housen, does pre-season actually mean anything and can we read anything whatsoever into these results and performances? For me, absolutely nothing. You can have an amazing pre-season and it won't mean a jot when we get to the big kickoff. Um, 
I think for town, I mean, it's been all about sort of stability, isn't it? We know that they've been going, you know, that the club have been going through transitional period, the new owner coming in, and I think town fans, it's fair to say, a lot out there are frustrated at the lack of transfer business. Um, but I think going back to your question on friendlies with Heron Veen, I think, you know, with that being the last friendly. Uh, before Plymouth, I, you know, I think that was a good workout, a clean sheet, really nice, well-worked goal. Um, and so I think, you know, from what Neil Warnock said afterwards, I think he can be like, sort of relatively satisfied with how Town are like, shaping up, I think, for the season. Um, you know, of course, he said it numerous times. He'd love to bring in some more attacking players. I still think you know, that is going to be the big issue for town this season it's where are the goals going to come from it's what we were saying last year and we're saying it again this season who's going to score double figure goals um but you you've also got to look at it sort of positively and go well neil warnock this is his first chance to have a proper look at Utah. it's his first chance to work with sorba thomas who he said if he'd been at the club he would never have let go last season and, and, you know, they could be two big players. You know, Lee Nichols came back for the final three matches of last season. Look at the difference he made. Uh, so, you know, you could effectively say they're like new signings and he's had a proper look at some of the younger players and we'll talk about it later. I think there's some you know, really talented uh, players that have, you know, I think you know, could really step up and are going to need, I think, to step up the town. Uh, you know, if they're going to make a big impact this season. Yeah, so the Carmel trip, Cosy, um, three, ga- three games against three teams that don't set the pulse racing, if you like. But uh, we saw in 2016, didn't we, David Wagner, that when they went to Sweden, how important a, a bonding exercise is, if you like. And it feels like the barbecue at Neil Warnock's house was probably more significant than the results themselves. Them, you know, um, what, what do you reckon to that trip to Cornwall and pre-season in general? I'm sure you've got some remarks, haven't you, in your experience of uh, being a town fan? Yeah, I'm good friends with Lee Bromby, uh, as probably a few will know on the pod. So I know about a lot about this trip and uh, and how it kind of propelled. Well, obviously a lot more than that when Sheffield United got promoted the first time, you know, when Lee was in, in the squad. And they can't speak highly enough of that kind of session, really. So where the fans might look at it and question you know there's the level 9 10 or whatever they are in the pyramid opposition and that as well it's not about that it's about you know just getting the guys bonding together and you know and just having some fun i mean i think one of the funny things that was dropped out was the i think the video the club put out was it was absolutely tanking it down and uh i think sort of thomas were being pushed out of the van wasn't he and ronnie jetson were giving him some absolute hammer but ronnie like had the anode up and the biggest wet weather jacket you've ever seen. So he's always like, Ronnie, how can you like criticize anyone else? But obviously he's the the coach now. So yeah, and obviously there were quite a few people that went, a few uh, guys I know that kind of tied it into a nice family holiday as well and really enjoyed it. And I think like Warnock said as well, it's nice that they're giving something back to the, which he says it's a part of the world that's cut off really with football, forgotten about as well. So yeah, as soon as, the end of last season happened. I totally expected this trip to happen. It did happen, you know, and like Dom said, it's, no, it doesn't really matter about results. So, yeah, the, the Cornwall thing was was kind of interesting and 
I don't think it really matters really about you know the opposition and, and results. It's just quite a few of them players that you know were that were loaned out, and you know obviously like not many newcomers. But yeah, I think we're just kind of building on last season's uh, redefined team spirit, which obviously we'd lost so much of it under Mark Fotheringham, and it was just building block there as well. And plus, the manager's happy as well, no doubt. Uh, Profiting from these barbecues, so no, not a lot to say. It really matter apart from it, just some nice sound bites from the club results, whatever the, they will be. But it's uh, yeah, we're just good to see. I just thought, wow, there's a good spirit kind of building here and that as well, and that's uh, my kind of my take out from it. Mm, I'm, I'm probably Paul's. You probably have a similar mindset, I guess. Um, no, mate. Actually, um, to be controversial. Not not to go all talk sport and just pick an I love a hot opinion. take. Pause, give us a hot take. <laughs> long, mate. No, for me, I mean, I, I fully get on board with the bonding, trip away, etc., etc. Um, I just think that when you're playing teams at such a such a low level, apart from building confidence, you know what are you what are you learning? Um, you know, to be a team thirteen one, if that if that's a scoreline on a Sunday morning in junior football, people are kicking off and saying it should be called off halfway through, and etc., etc. and yeah, all right. I take the point on board. Um, that it's a, it's a trip away. Um, like I say, the bonding side of it. But in pre-season, for me, you need to be looking at who you know. Have we improved? Can we play any sort of different formations, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? You know, what what have we learned about anybody from going down and beating a team nine nil, thirteen one? Probably very little. Um, you know, to play devil's advocate, you can say, well, we've not signed anyone new, so pretty much everybody that went. Warnock knows about from being at the club last season um, but for me I just think you should be testing yourself a little bit more than just playing you know League 2 Stockport alright we went there and won 4-0 good result there at a league side full time you know you're playing against painters and decorators at, at that level you know being, being them 13-1 what's anybody gaining from that I think in, in practice matches at any level you, you use it as a learning experience and, and on art can you say that any player will have come out of that learning anything um, for me, probably not. Um, good for confidence, good for bonding, but actual football, um, probably not the, the greatest of trips. Um, but that, that's just me. That's fair enough. I think that's that. Sorry, Matt. Too much of a departure is <laughs> it? Because from what I was saying, with you know the the, the football is probably secondary to the the bonding. But go on, Cos. Yeah, this is going to be a familiar theme, really. But if he's Michael Duff. Inexperienced, so not even that says Mark Fotheringham. Someone similar that's took over our club. Monarch's gone. A new coach has come in and organised this. They've all hell on, but this guy obviously forming the bank, done it millions of times. For teams have been promoted off the back of it. So I think not. I know what he's saying pods and that as well, but I think it's, it's just just who's doing it. I think if this is happening with another coach, then it's all hell breaking. So I think there'll be a familiar theme when. We kind of talk about pre-season and that as well. Yeah. <laughs> the name of Warnock and what, what's happening is you're just getting credit in the bank. It's interesting behaviour on the the Twitter and the stuff. It's 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 because it's Neil Warnock. What does what did they say when uh, the first got interviewed? New Warnock man, you know when uh, I think we beat in Birmingham. One day. I can't do it. Yeah, it's New Warnock man, and I think I think that's just it. But it's yeah, from the outside looking in, it's because uh, what level were the pots? Not even Liverpool were they? Were they lower than them? No, that I mean, team would be I thirteen. Think, I think, yeah, this guy's the the one step above like Gummersall, who I sometimes play for. So you know, I'll be honest, it's not that great. <laughs> but like I say, you know, for confidence and morale reasons, I can, I can see why they did it. Um, but I just think you know, pre season is a good time to to test yourself and 
you know, people talk about oh, it's minutes in the legs and fitness, but how hard are you running against a team like that? You're not running 40, 50% for me. You can beat them just by strolling around. So even as a fitness exercise, it's probably not not the best. But, you know, we'll see, won't we? As you say, because um, everything seems to be because, you know, because Warnock at the moment, that's the reason. Whenever you try and question something or, you know, maybe look at it from a, a different point of view than everything's rosy and sunshine the response from everything at the moment or everybody is well Neil Warnock so yeah he's got the credit in the bank and, and time will tell if you know all these because Warnock things that people are kind of aggrieved about um, you know are put to bed because of it I'm sure we'll come on to, to that later on we will uh, let's go on to the kits because all three kits have been released we don't really do a kit review do we so let's let's keep it Huddersfield Town and let's have a look at the kits so all three of them have been released the third kit is, is uh, has got utility giving on the front, which raises awareness of uh, fuel and food poverty um, across the UK. Nice touch. Not as nice as it would be if Ofgem made these energy companies drop prices after they uh, predicted £170 billion profit over the next few years. Well, let's not get too political, Matthew, on that one. So uh, the home kit, I, I like the home kit. I think it's uh, really, you know, it's not not quite a, a, a regular blue and white striped kit. Is it? It's got a nice little gold trim on there, uh, which is, a nod back to the uh, 100 years ago when we first won the title. It's uh, It's got quite a nice pattern in the blue stripe as well. I, I'm quite a fan of the home one. Um, what do you reckon, guys? You give this a thumbs up, thumbs down? Go with Dom. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not like one of those who I, I don't get particularly excited when the kits get released every year. I mean, personally, I don't think that a home kit should be every year, but I completely understand why clubs every year always release new kits. Um, that seems to become the modern thing. But, I, yeah, I do actually really like the home kit, you might say the golden trim. And I think it, it is a really nice touch what they've done with the third kit. So, yeah, no, I think that uh, the kit seems to have gone down really well over the last few weeks. You two guys, pause, Cos, have you, have you got this? Have you got the kit yet? No, mate, it's... Uh... Yeah, I've got two kits back on it. So then at them prices I I usually do without, but I think Dom's right. The home kit is it's blue and white, it's unoffensive. Uh I do like the away kit. Um the lime green. I know Matt, you've got different views on that one. Um I think I didn't like it when I first saw it, but as I've seen it in the flesh in the shops, uh, and also, you know, um I think we were at Stockport, didn't we? I, I've I've grown to like that. And I think the black one Again, is a is a nice touch with the you know the charitable side of it. I do find it kind of ironic that it's a, you know to stop cost of living, yet it's still priced at fifty quid. But obviously, we can't be in control of that. So, you know, and I think the two pound, I think the two pound charity donation explains you know quite a lot in regards to how tight margins are with kits at clubs like town. So, you know, I'll be the first one to moan that a football shirt a football shirt shouldn't be fifty pound. But if we're only donating two pound out of 50 to the charity donation it kind of tells its own story about how much town potentially will make off every sale of a, of a shirt you know you're probably looking at 10 pound maximum i'm sure you know i think we had luke on before didn't we in in regards to you know pricing of kits and stuff and you know i'm sure he'll tell you that the margins for Huntsfield town due to volume are not as big as you know what we'd like um uh, but yeah all in all you know the football kits they'll be here for 12 months and next 12 months we'll get we'll get another one so yeah i'm quite quite happy to be fair Cosy, I know you're a massive fan of Umbro, aren't you? So uh, get fired in there to uh, to your favourite kit manufacturer. 
Yeah, it's all weird with that uh, unveiled third shirt because I'm like, oh, dark blue. And it was black. It, it was the most incredible thing ever. I had a drink or, and I had my glasses on. Do you remember that dress three years ago? Exactly. Twitter, is, is it green or yeah. is it gold? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because I thought, is it just me? But then I'm looking at the comments under the, uh, the tweet and, and it was everyone else on that as well. But yeah, <laughs> God, it's Easter on in it with taste. I just thought the, the, the home shirt is just kind of similar to designs we had like a couple of seasons back. But yeah, you know, I like my colours, Matt. So obviously launched with a spectacular away wins in Cornwall and Stockport. So with, uh, yeah, but there's definitely been one be on my sexy frame in the next seven to 10 days, mate, but I'll leave you guessing which one. He's going to go for the green, isn't he? It's definitely the acid. What do they call it? Acid lime, don't they? Acid, acid lime, yeah. Acid say, lime. If, anyone's, if anyone's got children, it reminds me of... Um, Snot. One of them balls of prime. Dave Benson Phillips getting gunged. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a, a bottle of prime. You know, the, the bright yeah, green right. everyone goes mental about. It does, it does look like that. So I'm presuming we've, with the away kit designs, we, we're kind of targeting maybe that market because we seem to have moved away from the traditional sort of black it's and just different. red stripes. It's, 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 it's different, isn't it? I think what Dom said there was good, you know, about the blue and white. It's blue and white every year without fail. It can't be not blue and white. Mm. Uh, so you make your away kit vastly different every year, and it is different, which is good. I hate yeah. the design. I'll be honest. I really don't like the green kit. It's just it's just a colour preference for me. I think goalkeepers are green, and everyone else should wear different colours. But um, the acid limes are no from me. I like the third one. Uh, I do, you know, I didn't like it when I thought it was navy blue, but now I've seen it up close with the black. The sponsor on the front detracts a little bit from it, but I really like the shoulder trim on it it's, mm. I'll probably buy all three for Charlie but um, I definitely prefer Pops, if you, I think uh, the home one, for, this home one for me is the best one Pops, if you think £50 uh, is, is expensive for an home shirt have a word with my uh, friend sponsoring the uh, Ellen Road mate this year Jesus I think there's a 65 and I think there's others that month. I'm sure that West Ham one were like 75 or something it's it's one for another topic isn't it but it's, the world's gone mad man isn't it? it's, it's like our training shirt I love them too but I think it's on topic, mate. I think it's just the way of the world. You look at the, I think town's pricing isn't that bad when you consider, you know, you mentioned the Leeds one at 65, but the England shirt, the England shirt's over 80 quid if you want, mm. you know, between 80 and 95 if you want that new. It's absolutely scandalous um, for pricing. But unfortunately, I think football clubs are at the behest of the, Kit manufacturers aren't they? In yeah. Terms of the price point. So, and I and think it's, it's probably like the, the, God, I was going to say that. So it's probably the biggest seller that, that we have in in regards to merchandise. So you know, if you can sell it at fifty, then people will buy it. You know, no. it's big yeah, money, so, doesn't it? Yeah, I think just to round that up, then home kit. I think we've all given it a thumbs up. The lime green, I'm giving that a thumbs down. But I think pause cause you're giving it a thumbs up. I don't know Dom's Dom's uh, thoughts on the the acid lime. Uh, or the third one yet. Yeah. Let's let's decide whether that's a thumbs up or thumbs down. He's got them in his wardrobes, dumbass, on before we went on air. They're all <laughs> yeah. It might grow on me as the season goes on. Yeah, it's I'm a growing not a shower, is what okay, Dom yeah. House says. That's your <laughs> <idea. laughs> Move on, Matt. For God's sake, it's game worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the third kit. The third kit's all right. Yeah, no doubt all three will end up in lads' wardrobe, so they'll, they'll get the money out of it. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll say we don't like it, but we know we're going to buy it. So just we'll all buy one. Like, just shut up, Matt, and give them your money. You know, that's a good <laughs> uh, let's move on to Let's move on to uh, brass taxes then. Let's let's move on to the squad, because Don mentioned at the start about, lack of, you know, town fans, you look on social media, there's a little bit of a, 
a Ferrara. And I'm I'm as guilty as anybody about lack of signings. I want to see some some action as well in that. But Kev Nagel is very active on Twitter. So he's poser with Kev Nagel, shall we say? Um, and he he has said that you know there is. He's, he's coming around for tea tomorrow, mate. We're best mates. Hey, mate. You're on best. fire, mate. Let's see if you're on fire in the kitchen as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we'll have a look at the squad itself. Um, I think there's a lot been put on Neil Warnock, isn't there? The magic of Neil Warnock when you look at this squad, and and the thing is, I think 21-22, Huddersfield Town finished third, which with largely the core of this squad, and then last year on the road to getting relegated until Neil Warnock came and I think somewhere in between is probably par for this you know for a lot of these players but we'll start with 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 the goalkeepers um Lee, we've got Lee Nichols Chris Maxwell Jacob uh, Chapman and Gio Bellagambi who are across or close to the first team Lee Nichols you know un- undoubtedly one of the best in the league um there is a very low hum though that there is increasing interest in in Nichols um which makes me slightly uncomfortable. Um, arguably, it's Town's last chance to cash in on him. Um, but would we be able to adequately replace him? So how much would it cost to replace him and how much would it cost if it went wrong is uh, is certainly... Because there's no doubt about it, Lee Nichols is the type of goalkeeper that can keep you in this league or get you in the playoffs. So the cost of, of that could certainly outweigh a transfer fee that uh, you would get from him. Um, I'm hoping he stays. Um, for me, Lee Nichols, undoubtedly number one. Chris Maxwell, fine number two. Did a good job at Preston. I remember liking him at Preston. Um, Blackpool, he seemed hit and miss. Decent shot stopper. Crosses into the box, a little sketchy. Um, seems a good guy as well. He seems uh, very much at the you know one at the heart of the community with with stuff that he did at Blackpool. And things like that are important to Huddersfield Town. So I think as a character, I think Chris Maxwell as a number two and a character seems a good signing. Uh, and Chapman and Bellagambi are just two young lads, aren't they, trying to make the way and, and possibly need a loan uh, this season and, and maybe an incremental uh, loan and a higher level uh, for this season. Lads, uh, Dom, I'll, I'll, go th- I'll throw it to you first for the for the keepers. Probably an easy one to do this, isn't it, if there's no interest in Lee Nichols? Yeah, the goalkeeping department is absolutely fine. But like you say, I think it's imperative that Lee Nichols stays. He's one of town's best players. He's a match winner. He's going to earn town a lot of points this season. I think, you know, you look back to last season, first half of the season, you know, you did make, I think, a couple of uncharacteristic errors. Um, but I think over the course of the piece, you know, you've got to say that, you know, he's he's very consistent. And yeah, that would be a huge loss to town. And I think he'd be a really difficult player to replace. Uh, and, they, and let's be honest, I don't think they would actually command a huge transfer fee for Lee Nichols with his age either. So I, I don't think it would be in town's interest whatsoever to get rid of Lee Nichols. I think if you were looking at cashing in on any more players, there'd be other players, I think, in the squad that I'd be looking at before I'd be looking at uh, selling Lee Nichols. Uh, but you'd like to think, too, that with the outgoings that we've already seen this summer, uh, that you know, hopefully town don't have to, you know, get rid of any more players or move any other players on. It, you know, it really should be more about adding to the squad and then potentially loaning out some of the, you know, of the young strikers, whether that's Phillips or Harris or or whoever else. Uh, I was a little bit surprised on the goalkeeping subject that they got rid of Bilopikit. Can't even say it. Bilopikovic. Bilopikovic. Yeah, I've got him to discuss as well. We'll we'll throw that in there because um. 
I was disappointed with that. Uh, I'll go down to my outs here for the goalkeeper. So I'll just round up the outs, Dom, while while we're onto it. But Ryan Schofield left the club. Uh, sad how it worked out with Ryan because there's nothing better than having a Huddersfield Town fan playing for Huddersfield Town for me. I, I, I do like that. Uh, and it's a shame that it didn't work out for Ryan. Uh, Thomas Vatslick, Josh Mafsari, Michael Roxborough, Sam Taylor, and Cozzy's favourite, Jordan Smith, all left the club. Because um, he's now trying to remember who Jordan Smith was, but he was a big fan for a little while. Um, they were joined, obviously, like you say, by Bill Okapich, which did cause a bit of a stir dom online. I, I was disappointed because I felt like Bill Okapich was a really promising keeper and probably the most promising we've had since Alex Smithies. Uh, he's got a little bit of extra height on Smithies. And for me, with some good coaching and a little bit of luck, he could have been the one replacing Lee Nichols in 18 to 24 months, you think? And then from that point, you're probably looking at another £5 million plus keeper. But this is obviously if everything goes well and all the milestones are hit. But to let him go for what I heard is initially free transfer with milestone payments in the future, sell-ons and stuff. I, f- I felt a bit disappointed with that. And I felt like it was possibly a bit of an error on our part. But t- it's one of those where time tells and, and maybe he just ends up being an average keeper and we benefit from the sell-on. But... It's one of those where you just have to sort of, and, and obviously the goalkeeping coach Clem left as well. So that's another another topic for, for the discussion, I guess, as well. But I'll throw it back to you again, Don. But Bilokovic for me, disappointment. Uh, the others, not so much, but below, I just felt that maybe it was a bit too soon to put the losses on that one. Well, with Billow, that's way easier for me to say. Um, I suppose that you've also got to factor in that at his age, he probably wants to be playing regular first-team football. And the reality is he wouldn't be getting that at town you know, with Lee Nichols there. Um, but I would have preferred him to have gone on loan for the season rather than to let him go. And, and it, it just looks a very good, shrewd, typical heat of resigning, you know, of where yeah. they get young players in, don't they? And, uh, and then... If he does well there, you watch. You wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise you, would it, if he in a few years did go for a few bob? And yeah, you just hope that it won't be one that Town will be looking at, you know, looking back on with any sort of regret. I don't think any of the other players, we might come into, you know, onto those in a bit, I don't think any of the other outgoings, you know, I, I can understand completely why they've done it. Um, and, and I think. Yeah, there was a lot of players on the fringes that Town did need to move on, and and I, and I actually think they've done some really good business there. And then you you also, you know, put Simpson into the equation with him going out on loan to Northampton. Yeah, I you know I think Town have been quite sensible with what they've done with the outgoings. Uh, bring the other guys in. Uh, anything to add on the the goalkeepers' chaps? Uh, I know there's the. Nichols is obviously solidly number one and hopefully still our number one for the future. But Cosy, you unmuted first. Anything that you'd like to add on the keepers? No, not not really. Dom uh, covered my thoughts, really. Cos? No, I mean, I would, like you say, it's very similar to yourself. The dealers aren't particularly bothered about it, but I did feel that Bilo, you know, were, were pushing Nichols. Um, I suppose that if you, the only thing you can say is if he's gone, hopefully Nichols will stay. Um, you know, that's maybe the thinking. Um, however, I do think it's a little bit short-sighted, like like Dom said, maybe go on loan if Nichols is potentially, you know, don't know how long his contract is, but he's only got maybe one season left. Bilo could have then stepped in, but he signed a new one, didn't he, Nichols? I think he's quite quite well. Is he a bit longer? Oh, in that case, yeah. it, it kind of, I mean, I had a bit of a rant about it on Twitter, but you know, um, I, I think it, it was there, and we, we've kind of swapped a, a backup keeper for a backup keeper. But if he's pushing for a move and wants to play, there's not a, a great deal you can do. But it is. It is a little bit sad, and I, I do think it's a little bit short-sighted. 
but you know, it's been and gone now, isn't it? So you can't you can't do all about it. Yeah, let's let's breeze through the right back. So we'll bring Cozzy in first on this one. So Neil Warnock likes to flitter, doesn't he, from a back four to a back three. So having a full back who can play a wing back feels essential a little bit. Um he's brought in Tom Edwards. I know a couple of Stoke fans and they absolutely assure me that he's terrible. Um loves a beer off the field and picks up injuries. So that was great to hear. Um he played okay against Heron Vane. He, he hit obviously picked big Kyle Hudlin out with uh, with the direct ball, um, which started you know, started the goal, which was great. Uh, latterly, I think he struggled, but it, it was more match fitness, really. That that looked like it was that was kicking in. But um, Cosy, you watched it via stream, didn't you? With Tom Edwards, Are you happy with the Tom Edwards signing? It looks looks like one of those where it's a rough diamond, and they want Neil Warnock to shine it up real nice, don't they? Yeah, I don't think you really get excited on on Tom Edwards signing. No disrespect, even though the club tried to hype us up with this crazy video. It's like competition now, and it's who can bring out the most amazing uh, Instagram posts or, or Twitter and that as well. I know to count the, the Stoke fans, Matt, I know a few Barnsley fans who thought it was brilliant and, uh, until he got his injury, but obviously that's a league below sort of that as well. But I think it's just your typical Warnock signing. The one thing that I'm thinking is like, why alone? You know, the Stoke want him back? Is he just Warnock's here for one year? And that comes on to a, you know, when we mentioned well, we, we haven't got many incomings to, to think about really just him and, and the keeper but it's like I, I just thought once I had Warnock was staying it was going to be a problem for us in a strange way of if you're a footballer you'd like to see you'd like to look ahead I would say more than one season two seasons three seasons if you know Neil Warnock's going it's like I mean there's going to be nothing to do with it why it's just time for the rest of the season but it's just like I, I just think you, you surely want to know who's it you know, if we've got a new coach and, and the, I suppose football, I suppose I'm talking myself out of this really because people have five games without a defeat and then they're sacked by Christmas or even earlier than that. 14 well, months? I think yeah. it's 14 months in it, the championship manager yeah. lasts on average. I'm just so. thinking, Matt, and, and I, I've heard whispers that, you know, we players were, we were going for and they're not even there wanting to send the players to play under Warnock, be young players and stuff. So I, I, in a way that Warnock's a big positive for us and kind of a calming influence and almost feels like we can get away with, with your Tom Edwards, et cetera, and, and Maxwell's and stuff. Maybe I'm being a bit cruel here, but I just think it's injuring us really because I just think if you had kind of a, a, a coach, again, I keep mentioning Michael Tuff, but there's obviously loads of others out there, but it's just like, I'm just thinking you're in a queue and you're looking and think, right, what is your Tom? They're not going to pay me much. Uh, well, Neil Warnock, that football not going to be great. Uh, and and why people were using it as a positive, and, and obviously the chance window still to come. That you know, you know what you're going to get, and obviously you'd like to think, uh, you know, Josh Caroma's like kind of looked at think, yeah, Neil Warnock, I've bought into him, and he can make me a better player. And I'll, I'll sign my new deal, which I think was a big surprise. We'll come on to that later on. But I don't know. I well, think it's interesting it. having Neil Warnock with negotiations, Matt. I could be totally wrong. We could sign three amazing young academy prospects from Arsenal or whatever or you know in the rest of the window but if I'm a player and, I, and there's other teams after me I'm thinking well this man's not going to be here for another year at the end of the season he's why should I go well, listen, you're not going to get paid a right lot and I I think it's a I'm, I'm, I'm kind of chilled with Warnock but I can kind of see the other side of the argument and it seems to me whatever we get in is this is to me just seems right Warnock sits at the end of the year I'm happy to play under him till the end of the year. Let's just do a loan. And I think we'll see a few of these signings just at the end of the season. Someone's, he might be a good move, Matt. It's a bit dicing with death for me when we only just stayed up and, like you said, trusting him to keep us in the division. But 
again, there'll be a lot of people might be watching this thing and talking at your backside, but I just think, uh, I think I don't, we're right. not going to be getting any 60 players under Neil Warnock and the, and the constraints of the budget. So to me, when this was signed, I thought it's classic town as we stand at the moment and classic Neil Warnock's business. I think I do understand. You can flip Sorry. that out here, Dom. Yeah, I'll let you go, Dom. You go. No, I was just saying, I do understand where Cosy's coming from because the fact is, it is a risk, right? Yeah, with town in the sense that, you know, Warnock pulled off the great escape, seven wins from the last 15 matches to keep town in the division. Warnock agreed, what, midway through June that he was going to come back and he'd do one more year. And I do think, yeah, Cosy might have a point that, yes, yeah, some players might be put off that they don't know who the manager is going to be in 12 months' time. Uh, but I, I think it is more, for me, I think it is more just the budget that he's working with. And, and you got, I, I don't think Warnock would have come back if he'd not been told that you're not going to have a lot of money to play with. And that, you know, I, you know, I think he would have known the parameters that he's working within and that he must have been happy enough because he saw that last season he got a tune out of the squad, you know, that, that he's still, you know, got now. Um, and, yeah, only Tom Edwards and, a, you know, the second-choice goalkeeper has come in. So they haven't, you know, increased competition for places. If anything, they've just trimmed the fat of the squad, haven't they, is what they've done. Um, and so, yeah, it does feel like, yeah, they're sort of banking on the Warnock factor that... Is it, um, but but there is something to be said about that because at least there's stability there, and maybe that is what the club need right now with Kevin Eagle while he's trying to get everything behind the scenes and the whole operation of the football side. You know, and we've seen the board's been restructured. Jake Edwards has come in, so I I, I think maybe we, we we do have to sort of bear that in mind. Really, that is, the bigger picture is there's just been a, a summer of change. Is what it's been. And we've not actually seen that in terms of first team players coming in, but there are five weeks to go with the window, and I, and the Premier League loans that you were just saying there, Cosy, the the domino effects of the Premier League loans that will only come into play the back end of the window when the Premier League squads finalise the squads, you know, the twenty five mans, and then they go right. Mm-hmm. These youngsters can go out on loan to here. No, no. Do you think Neil? You know, if you're a you know, you know what everyone likes to play now, Dom. And I didn't think Warnock's football would be as bad as some people were painting, although there were some bad kids. But if you're a, a Premier League, league you know, we've, we've been beneficiaries of some really exciting, you know, loan signings in the past few years, obviously, with some bad ones as well. But would you be sending a young player to, you know, to work under a Neil Warnock? Because let's be honest, I don't think he's well liked by many in the game, Dom. I, I think that's a bit of an issue. And I, I don't know. It's, I, I hate comparing everything to the Wagner time because. It's different, but it's like he came in at the end of that season. We had a little, and we, we kind of signed a certain player to get in. It almost feels like to me, Dom, that it's like right one season, give us 18th place stability. But what what what's the name of the club at the end of the, of the season? Because I hear this sorting out business, but it's just like, are we going to get loads of Tom Edwards of six Tom Edwards? So they all disappear at the end of the season. Or it feels like we're working on some kind of constraints from what it, what it feels like as well. I don't think the truth really come out on that. I didn't think Kevin Nagel's kind of interview really give as much about that as well so it feels to me we're, we're working on constraints one monarch won't be cheap that is for sure and I don't know I just feel it really weird at the start Dom. I, maybe I'm naive I thought oh wow this is exciting Warnock's staying for another year because he fancies another Premier League push maybe I'm getting all romantic and we're really going to have a go with, with 
you know, Kevin Nagel and, and what have you and, and shock people. We might do it with a limited budget and limited squad, but it's been totally the opposite, to be honest, mate. And it's just like my expectations are totally reined in and I've kind of braced myself for dull football, 18 spot, quite a few loans until the end of the season that'll go back. But I'm thinking, but I suppose if the club's sorted out and people are in the place and we've kind of got a vision, I'm not so sure what the vision is at the moment. It's almost like, let's sort everything out. Warner could keep us up no matter what we deliver. And it's like, I can kind of buy that as a fan after, you know, few seasons of all over the place. But it's just like, at the end of it, what, what are you thinking? And again, it's a bit maybe complacent thing. Whatever we bring in, they'll keep us up with Warnock. And I'm just thinking this is the toughest season we've ever had as well. But then you see a few things today. Was Which team was it today that had in trouble with the finances again to add to another one? We were it, Matt, that we put hey, on bro. our internal communications channel. Yeah, Peterborough. Peterborough, so... But yeah, obviously their division down. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know what to think at the moment, mate. I just, I could be wrong. We could get three exciting loanies or young players in from somewhere. But I just think the Edwards, is, these are what we're going to be getting because Junior all it was linked. You know what I mean? It's just like, these are the guys. It's not exciting for the fans, but if we where we need to be, whatever that is, come May 2024, then so be it as long as it's not in League One. I still think that the players will want to play for Warnock. You know, when you look at his reputation, eight-time promotion winner, I still think that there is a pull factor there. But Town will be competing with a number of clubs and it won't be easy for Town with the budget they've got and they might not be when it, able to put a stronger case of some other clubs forward when it comes to loan fees and wages for loans as well, if even for Premier League youngsters. So that's where I think it, it could be challenging for town. But, I mean, they have to bring in a couple of attacking players if they, for them to score the goals that, you know, you'd hope that, you know, will come on to where, you know, we think they're going to finish. Um, but, you know, I think for them to build on how they ended last season, they've got to. They've got to inject some more quality at the top end of the pitch. I think there's one way to flip it as well. Uh, pause before I get in. If you know, yeah, go for it. They're going to sort of say, "Oh, I'm, I'm looking for a you know player comes in. They're going to say I'm looking for a project. Neil Warnock's only here for twelve months. The next manager might not like me." But there's another way to look at that: is that the club might understand that Neil Warnock's only here for twelve months, so a number of short-term options make sense until next year when they can actually uh, put a long-term project into place. So there's a number of different factors and different directions you can look at, just from Cosy's. Uh, Cosy's uh, point that he made earlier, which was a good point, Cos. Pause, I'll turn it over to you. No, mate, that is another way. And there's obviously there's more than one way to look at pretty much everything into these days. And, you know, you've got to be able to, to take all points on board and, and form an opinion, um, which football fans are not always great at, either that, you know, once it's in your mind. Not worried as bad as anyone out here. Yeah, so. you know, it's your view and your view only, in it? But I think I, I'm kind of sitting where, where Cosy is at the moment. I think. If I were a if I were a player looking to join town, I mean the budget is the main constraint. I would say so. You're looking at for me, you're looking at two ends of the spectrum. You're looking at someone at 32, 33 who just maybe wants to get another twelve months out of football uh, and is quite happy to come and pay for, let's say, you know, five grand or less for a season because it guarantees him an income of five grand a week, which is you know, I'm sure all of us buy a grand off of that uh, for another twelve months. Or we're looking at players who. I've potentially been at a Premier League stroke championship club who have dropped out of that club last season so we can get them in on a free transfer and they need a club. Um, I think the problem is 
the the players at the back end are not so much as a problem. We can probably attract them for the twelve months. Neil Warnock's only here for twelve months. I dare say players of that age would be more suited to Neil Warnock's style of football and, and methodologies in regards to how he runs a football team. Um, the younger players probably grown up in very structured academy environments where the, the way that the football's played is totally different and the way that they are managed and everything goes along with being in an academy. You know, I'm thinking sort of sub-20 year olds now who, who may have been released or wanting to go out and get first team experience. If you're looking to sign a three-year deal, you don't know who's going to be there. You look at Neil Warnock, you probably read up on him and yet eight times promotion, etc., etc. But it was way back when, when football was different and how football was played was different and how football was even, you know, completed in regards to nutrition and science and everything else that goes along with football these days is, is different. Um, and would that potentially put somebody off joining? Maybe. Um, so it, we're in a kind of a really difficult situation as fans because, you know, we've heard the comments from from Kevin Nagel in regards to, you know, FFP, which I, I kind of agree with because, again, I don't think that's been explained fully for me. And I'd like to delve into that a little bit more, um, if possible, and find out why Goodersfield Town seems to be the only club in championship that want to play by these rules. And I know I look at headline figures for other clubs where they're losing millions and millions and millions over the course of three years, yet, you know, very few act but if you actually succumb to any action uh, because of it, yet we want to be the, the beacon of morality and, you know, play fair. So we're in a, a really strange situation at the moment. Everybody kind of knows it's a transition season. Um, however, the championship is is a cruel mistress, let's be honest. And if you're not moving forward, if you're standing still like we are, you, you're definitely going backwards. Um, I've had a quick look at transfers throughout and I don't think anybody's really bought Massive amounts of players this time. So, obviously, the market is quite stable. Um, I think recently Stoke have bought a couple of international players, you know, a, a forward from Morocco, I think it were, and a, and a Brazilian um, who's got international caps. And apart from them, there's no one that really stood out massively. However, you've got to look at last season. We were a, a team that struggled anyway. I agree with Dom in the fact that in regards to departures, I look, I'm just looking at a list now and apart from Kamara, who are up and coming anyway, I'm not particularly bothered that anybody's left. However, when you're looking at numbers, you know, who, who's, who's replaced them and it's basically just lads who have been promoted from the B team. So you've got a lot of inexperience there. First 11, I think we're not too bad. I can put together a first 11 that's probably would survive if that 11 played every single week. Um, however, that will happen due to injuries, suspensions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm struggling to see who comes in to replace them that will be able to, to you know, give us a, time, a fighting chance of, mm. you know, doing something this season. I think that's the big worry for me. Um, I'm not one of these, that I'm, I'm not after just buying players and signing them for the sake. I think we've got to a point where, especially having nine on bench this season, are we even going to be able to fill nine spots on a bench with players that can come on and actually perform at that level? As it stands, I think no. Um, so I think we're desperate for the players to come in. Um, nice are the players that are going to bring in any more quality though? You know, you look at Tom Edwards yesterday, you know, is he any better than what we've got for me? I know it's all right saying don't make a signing. It has to improve the, the squad. Um, so I'm kind of like arguing against myself here. But we, we need numbers. We, do, we just need some numbers and we need some. We need to bring them in as quickly as we can. 
All right, um, let's fly through. Let's fly through the team. Sorry, I've gone through quite a lot there, and we probably yeah. done Doctor Mar. I'm sure you wanted to go through position by position, but uh, agenda wreckers, you two. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right backs is what you mentioned there with Edwards. Ollie Turton's not not fit till about October, November, and then how fit is he going to be this side of Christmas? You know, recovering mm. from an ACL injury, it's really difficult. So Edwards is very much needed, and then but behind him, it's either Romani Edmonds Green or Brody Spencer, and Brody Spencer you could argue probably do with a loan out. To be honest with you. Because um, he, he he's full of potential, isn't he? But he just needs to learn the game at a lower level and build up. In my opinion, um, if there's a lot of potential there, it could be a, a really good player, could Brody Spencer, and he absolutely came on and smashed someone, didn't he? Uh, in one of the season games, which was quite quite fun. You don't see enough of you know smashing players these days, but you know that was fun. Um, but so right back for me, still a bit of a weak area, even with Tom Edwards until Ollie Turton returns. But hopefully, um, touch wood, Ollie Turton. Come back well. Matt Lowton is the only out there, and I don't think anybody's going to. Um, in terms of left backs, Josh Ruffles, what an odd one that was. Uh, Josh Ruffles was released. Um, the club had a 12 month option and declined to take it up. So Josh Ruffles was released. Then a month later, he's back with a two year deal, which I think could possibly have been the Warnock factor. Neil Warnock came back in. Maybe that's what he wanted, uh, which is fine. But if Josh Ruffles plays like he, he ended last season, then that's absolutely fine, isn't it? So um, Yuta Nakayama is another one how fit is Yuta Nakayama big injury that he's coming back from he's played in the B team yesterday rather than the first team so he's obviously building back up um, it feels this is I'm going to like Paul's just went against himself a bit I'm going to go against myself here Nakayama kind of feels like a Warnock type left back but not a Warnock player if that makes sense um, I think it's just the physicality side he struggled a little bit didn't he last year in the championship which I don't think Neil Warnock will Cosy, what what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We'll stand for, but apparently he's built himself up uh, during pre-season and, and to his injury. So we'll uh, we'll watch that with with interest. And then you've got Jackson and Jaheim Headley as you, uh, who seem to be preferred more as left mids and wing backs, really, rather than left backs. I think that might be uh, because of their, you know, sort of lack of um, experience, possibly, and, they are go-forward players, aren't they? And then you got Luke Daly pushing from the, the B team as well. So the out there is only AJ Weston, and we might as well fly through the centre-backs as well. Uh, Lees, Helic, Pearson, all solid, dependable pros, you know, mid to late 30s. Um, the, I suppose the worry there is if if, uh, if one or two of them get injured because there's a bit of a drop-off again to, you know, Loic Aina and Romania Green could be in midfield or anywhere. And the release players there, Critchlow, I don't think he was ever championship material. Uh, Parker, Johnson, and Betty returned to the parent club. What's that? <laughs> and Will Boyle's gone to uh, to Wrexham, so Will Boyle's gone to be a Netflix star. So uh, 
interesting. So uh, good luck to Will Boyle, great guy. So uh, really pleased that Will Boyle's going to decent move. But defense for me looks looks fine. On the other side, guys. Um, it does like matter. I think Paul, Paul, scratch beneath Paul's the surface. Point, though, it's uh, oh, yeah. But it's like improvement. It's like Paul's made a good point about that. There, it's like if stand still, they go backwards and. You know, how, how much better can Tom Lees get? There's no way Tom Lees, well, this is, I hope he proves me wrong, but there's no way he can play as good as he did as a playoff season and he didn't obviously reach the match last time. At his age, he's not going to get much better. There's quite a few players there, like you say, Nakayama, how fit can he be? He wasn't exactly tearing it up when he was fit. So, you know, it's a long way to come back from that sort of turn. And that's a bad injury on, on the back of the injury that he came back from and he got injured straight away. That, there's a lot of question marks. I, I'm just, it's like... A bit of doom merchant, but defense to me is the least of our issues. But I'm just you're looking for improvement and in, in there, and I'm I'm just not so sure. It feels like to me that we're pinning so much on these on some of these young players, mate, next season, and maybe rightly so. But you know we'll come on to the attacking players in a bit. But that's where the big improvement because I just don't see the senior players. Ward Hog, they ain't gonna get any better, mate. Injury prone and stuff like that. So, so it does worry me that kind of as as senior pros. Oh God, it's a bit of doom and gloom, this, but I just, it's all about improvement. It's the hardest championship that I think we're ever going to see, but I suppose a lot of clubs will be doing a similar thing towards and, and might be doing that, but it does, does worry me a little bit, Matt. The lack More of than pace, a little bit. I think the lack of pace will get exposed at times in defence, centre-back, depending on what formation town playing. I'd say with the personnel they've got right now, the three-five-two would be the way to go. And I think when you're looking at the wing-backs, that's where that's exciting to me, of potentially Headley on the left and then on the right, Sorba Thomas. And so that you, know, you could see that there could be a supply line there, but it's then, it goes back to what we were saying before about is there actually the quality of a front two or the top end of the pitch to put the ball in the back of that on a regular basis? Uh, yeah, I think the way that Town's you know, set up for... A lot of you know, Warnock's fell from last season. The, the importance of it, it, getting the first goal, and they didn't do it enough. But they're, they're going to be aiming to do that more this you know, this time around. You know, and I think that will be the problem for Town is they don't want to be chasing games. If you go behind, you know, you're not looking at it going. It's Sober Thomas hasn't scored a lot of goals for Town. Will Josh Caroma perform the way he did last season? There's there's a lot of question marks when you go all the way through the squad. Danny Ward got five goals last season after scoring, what was it, 13 the year before. So what Danny Ward are we going to get? And he's, he's getting on a bit. Is he going to play every week? You know, th- th- these are all the question marks. And, and that's where I, you know, I share everybody's concern here, really, of where uh, this is where town have got to strengthen numbers and the quality in the next few weeks. But I do think there will be some additions. Um, and you just got to hope that they're the right ones. And it's what Pozzo was saying before, and he's spot on. There's no point bringing anyone in for the sake of it, just uh, you know, beef up the squad a bit. It's got to be someone who can come in and seriously hit the ground running. Let's fly through. We this did that in January, Dom. We've got oh, that. Um, so midfield, I've got a big issue with our midfield. I, I really do. And I know Neil Warnock, often bypasses a midfield, doesn't he? Um, but my issue really is we've got, we've got Jonathan Hogg, haven't we? And I said last season, it's probably time to give him the Dean Whitehead role whereby he maybe comes on to see games out or you play him in specific games. His injuries mounted up a little bit last year. 
Um, he was he finished the season injured. Halfway through the season, he was injured. Injured now. You know, Hoggy, absolutely love him. 10 years, solid service. You know, everyone loves Jonathan Hoggy. We support Suddersfield Town. But there's got to be a time where you have to understand that you start phasing him out slowly and you can't rely on him to run that midfield anymore because he's 35 next season. It's a big ask for him to do that with, you know, that everything he's got. And the only other central midfielder we've really got next to him and like him is David Kasumu, who injured yesterday. So you've got two <laughs> midfielders there injured and the backup for him is either drop Rodoni from a more favoured high position deeper, which takes away from Jack Rodoni's best game, or you've got Scott High, you've got Josh Osterfield, you've got Man Edmonds Green. And also our midfield is is bad. It's re- honestly, it is really bad when you scratch beneath the surface. Um, Scott High, I, I've, I always stick up for Scott High, but he's not a Neil Warnock player, is he? Let's be honest. Uh, Josh Osterfield, it's a big leap from Harrogate and Morecambe he spent last year. Uh, Brahima Diara, I, I think he's great. I love him to bits. So it really excites me. But you can't play him any deeper than number 10. You know, So we in that pivot, we really... But Kamara's going to be a massive loss, man. I, I really like Etienne Kamara. Kamara's Dwayne, a huge loss even, to you, Marvin. Yeah. yeah, Dwayne Holmes could play there at a push. I know he played all over, but he could play in there as well. Um, we needed a central midfielder last season. We didn't get one. Uh, we need it even more this season, in my opinion. We need someone. And I, I did uh, some articles online with central midfielders and essentially got Jonathan, and I did a matrix of experience. And you've got Jonathan Hogg right up here with 34 years old, you know, hundreds of appearances. And then the, all the rest are right down at the, the other end of the scale. And you've got no one in the middle who's in their peak years, having played over 100 games. And Huddersfield really needs someone. I saw Dan Barlasser from Middlesbrough was available. And you just think somebody like that who could sit at number six and dictate a little bit and get around or somebody of that mould because our midfield could potentially get run ragged next season if Hoggy and Kasumu are out of Domhausen. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, so are you thinking, you said Dan, Dan Barlasser and he's barely played actually any games at all for Middlesbrough since he I saw that he was maybe available. Uh, so it's just a little thing I saw where Middlesbrough might make him yeah. available, you know. But you're right, though, it is. It's somebody like that to dictate play. But, I mean, essentially, Town want a midfielder that can do a bit of both, can't they? That's going to sit, be a bit of a destroyer defensive midfielder. You know, for, you, you're right. I mean, I know that you guys have banged on about it on this podcast the last few years, haven't you? About Town have to move on from Jonathan Hogg. And we have seriously reached that point now, haven't we? Where, right, you, the Town can't be looking at it this season thinking they're going to get more than half a season out of Jonathan Hogg. Like, you know, you've got to be realistic and he's not going to play three games in a week. You know, that is going to be difficult for Jonathan Hogg. Um, and so they've got to manage his, his workload and game time. But you're right. I mean, like, there's certainly missing for me a bit of creativity in there. But yeah, they need someone, I think, who is a bit of an all-rounder. Um, and that, that definitely is an area that I think they have to address 100%. You in agreement, Cosy Poz? We'll, we'll move on quickly. Yeah, we? 100% in Hog. Hog's key. Hog should be... You almost got you know, hung, hung in the town square. I said years ago. Yeah, on. people were banging on my door trying to attack me because I, I dare mention that Johnny Hog should have been, you know, not given a contract a few years ago. So for me, he's, I agree with you, Matt. He's a, he's a, he's a Dean Whitehead now. He's, he's not there to start every single game and he's there to come on to, to try and, and show things up. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the point that we're making about Hog you know, enlightens the point even more that the depth is not there. You know, if, you, if you're looking at Jonathan Ogg not being there, who, who's, you know, kind of on his way out anyway and there's no one to replace him, then we're struggling, aren't we? Mm. Um, Cosy, I'm, I'm 
I want to speed this up a little bit because uh, Pozzers obviously needs to go pick. Get me on the Pat uh, Jones. I'll talk positive now. But yeah, I am bringing you right. Jones, man. I'm bringing you onto the wingers because Josh Caroma and Sauber Thomas wide. Underneath that, you've got Pat Jones with his injury problems. Jackson and Headley, little more left back kind of options. Mahoney and Aaron Rowe unwanted. Again, it's the same thing. Caroma and Thomas, if they don't play 46 games or get suspended, get injured, there's not a lot behind it again, is there? And town are a bit short here for me. And, and and we will caveat this by saying there's a month left to the transfer window finishes. So we do think there will be signings. But as of right now, uh, out wide, we lack options, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I think we're hoping that's going to be uh, not the case in a month's time. But yeah, I want to go Pat Jones. Uh, honestly, I know it's... It seems a minute. It was almost a year calendar year, doesn't it? That goal at Norwich and and but Pat Jones can do. We've got ourselves the room. Pat Jones could do things that I think I'd love to no see him do, man. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, but the trouble is, you cannot. This is a guy who's barely strung any games together. We cannot expect anything of Pat Jones. And yet, as it stands at the moment, we, we are going to have to be, you know, expect something. To me, he's one of them nine subs, mate. Every other week, fingers crossed, he stays fit, but. You know, he, he can ch- dictate a game, he can change a game. And yeah, Thomas, I'm very excited to see. Uh, it was good to at Stockport last week. Uh, the fans kind of got behind him and that as well. And that makes such a difference. I think I kind of felt he was probably thinking, oh, what I'm going to get from them sat in that other side. Because obviously, what like you said when he went. But yeah, but of, of course, Matt, obviously, if one or two gets injured and Karoma, you can't expect that form to continue. I can imagine if he hadn't signed, Matt, we'd have been an even bigger mess, wouldn't we, as well? Oh. But. Yeah, you'd, it's yeah. I think people talking about you know the lack of depth in uh, midfield, but it's just it's ifs and buts all over the squad. But at the end of the day, we just scraped up, didn't we? You know, look, thanks to Neil Warnock. So it's it, we're hardly gonna we were hardly gonna sit here a few months later with a, a reserve goalkeeper signed and, and a reserve right back and like be yes, we're we're ready to go. We're not. We're nowhere near ready to go. But yeah. Saturday, we try out at Plymouth. It's uh, yeah, someone said put it nicely to me there. They said that if, if everyone stayed fit, they'd be confident the first 11 that we've got to pick from. Obviously, this Barkazuma went off yesterday, would be good enough to stay in the division. But this is obviously <laughs> injuries happen in football, so you can't say that, man. It's all about beneath the surface, isn't it? And that's that's the problem for town. I don't know if that yeah, was, yeah. was a film, it, it just feels, Matt, there's a lot. There's a lot, there's so much riding on our, on our young players like Diara and stuff. And I suppose in a way that's good. It's like we need you to deliver. You've got to do, but they have to. It's not, it's not. We should be saying to people like Pat Jones, it's a bonus if he delivers. And and really that's how it should be. But I'm just looking at things at the moment, him and Diara have got a as it stands, they've got to deliver next season for us to town, from my opinion, to you know, stay out of trouble. But it's I don't like it when when so much is riding on uh, young players. But some of them I might sit here and think, bring it on. I want that. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope so. Because Diara Jones, uh, there's so many of them potentially excellent, are they? Kean Harrett, there's so many that you could really ignite and that and we are reliant on that. But it'd be absolutely magic if it does happen and, and you obviously want that to happen. Because there's, there's honestly, there's not there's not a lot of better things in football than someone coming through the academy, someone local and just smashing it. You know, it's it's fantastic. But oh, Jim Edley, uh, Matt. Yeah, so yeah, just finish on Edley. Edley, excited, mate. I, I remember that Sunderland away last year when I sat with that home end, and they were, oh my god, don't get let this guy have the ball again because he would just ramp it. Yeah, after the time crosses strong, were going all over the top. Yeah, he excites me so much, mate. As as much as Pat Jones, and but again, we can't. 
Or should we? Do you expect so I mean, much? I mean, it's like I mean, he's still a young guy, Jackson. isn't it? He's got Jackson to rotate with and Ruffles. Yeah, ben Jackson, yeah. We're all right there, one. So that, that's actually yeah. quite strong, that area. But up front, Poz and Dom as well. We've got Harry Simpson's gone to Northampton. Um, <laughs> probably a good move for Tyree Simpson. It just looks like... I'm trying to try not to sound too harsh, but it just looks... I think raw is the, is the phrase that is often used for strikers who are technically a little bit um, blunt, if you like, at times. Uh, you know, it's, it's the old... Uh, it's, uh, Use a sledgehammer for a nail kind of thing with him, isn't he? But, you know, he's got potential, so hopefully he goes out to Northampton as well. Jordan Rhodes looks like he's on his way out, potentially. It, it just felt like him in the B team yesterday rather than the first team was a little bit of a, you know, get yourself off Jordan kind of thing. It might be completely wrong on that, but it just feels now, like... Why do we always have to loan players out for them to fulfil the potential? Why can't they do it with us now? Especially with nine subs, why? Why can't they stay with us and fulfil the potential and develop? Why do we always have to... Our answer to everything is just get them out on a season-long loan. Why? Not everyone, no one else hardly is doing that. Right, In mate. Premier League, they are, but not. Why? Why? Well, Kyle Woodland's the one mentioned this morning, isn't it, with with a potential loan to Port Vale, and Woodland's played well this preseason. I know he's very. Uh, we're going raw again, and it's a big a big leap from scoring against you know Liskiard and all that up to the Championship. But he looked all right against Hirenveen as well, and there looks like there's a potential. I'm and Stockport, there's a wild card option there with Hudlin, isn't there? His, his, I think it's inbuilt into the British psyche, isn't it? A, a huge striker comes on and defenders mm-hmm. shit themselves, don't yeah. they? they just Man, if it was six foot, no one, everyone would be saying, get him in. He's the man. I had people on my messages saying, you know, well, it's this guy's won a raffle. It's only because he's six foot eight. Judge him on what he's done, mate. It, it and and that yesterday was brilliant, Matt. That, that was brilliant, Matt. Yesterday, what he did. He was good. And against Stockport as well, he looks, he looks improved. To yeah, me. he does. I, I, what a finish. Yeah. I like what I'm seeing of, of Kyle Hudlin. I, I hope he stays. Yeah. Uh, but on terms of loans... Warnock, Warnock's already... Yeah. He's already outlined his role as Warnock. He's already said mm. that Hudlin, he plans to use him, I think, for the last 20 minutes to half an hour in matches. And I think that is the right way. You know, seriously, teams in the Championship, they're not going to be coming up against a six-foot-nine centre-forward very often at all. You know, it's a point of difference in Town's attack. And so it would give them a good option... And then it might be also that Harrod will come off the bench, and he's another one that I think has really impressed Warnock. Uh, you know, since he came back to the club, so that's a potential yeah, no, I, combo there, isn't it, Dom? Yeah, yeah, it could be a little and large, exactly. So I think <laughs> it, this is it. You know, I, I, there are options there, but they do need more. And for, yeah, as Cosy says, town right now <laughs> are in a situation where they're not going to have nine on the bench, you know, or, or certainly, you know, you can have five subs you can bring on. There's not many game changers there, or there's not going to be too many, you know, and the youngsters we're talking about it might be if Diara doesn't start the first match of the season, he, you know, he's someone that could be introduced second half, you know, when it's nil nil to come up with a bit of magic. And it's the same with a Hudlin or, or Harrett, you know, that's what we're looking at. But really you want more proven op- attacking options. I think, you know, to take the pressure off the youngsters. And so that's where, you know, I get the point they're all saying, really, of where we need that a just comes back to recruitment. We absolutely yes. need we, we it. <laughs> we cannot go into <laughs> September without signing a striker. It would be suicide when we would, we would well, I don't want stri- to Strikers are uh, your money men. They cost the most money. Yeah. So, well, we from still, what I've seen um, so far, what I've heard, it's very unlikely we're going to be able to get someone who's going to come in and let's be honest you need a striker who's going to score at least 15 every team should have a striker that's going to score at least 15 
Danny Ward last season scored five. You know, he was joint with Matty Pearson who plays centre-half. So, if you play one up front and we're going to play Ward, he's not going to be the man to get you goals. Yesterday, Matt, we looked so, We both said that we looked better with Hudlin and Harrop up front when we went to two. People got closer to them, didn't they? That was, although they were down yeah. to 10 minutes. Yeah, they were. But what, what, the point I was going to make is neither of them have played anywhere near enough first-team football, let alone championship first-team football. An experienced centre-half. You know, all right, Harry came on at Watford and, and got a goal pretty sharpish, but they're not gonna they're not gonna get you more than ten each, I wouldn't suggest. The, the best bit for me there is Hudley, literally because as as Don just said, is it's ridiculous. You don't come up against that very often. It makes you nervous that he's that big as a centre half. You don't really know what to do. That's, once to figure that out, once you, once yeah. scouts have watched him four or five weeks, that gets taken away. That surprise element gets taken away. I am ridiculously concerned about how our chances of scoring goals this season massively because I don't even last year we we had Karoma that chipped in we had Humbo that chipped in I mean they got four and three respectively Matty Pearson got five but there's no one even in his field that I would hang my hat on and say they will get you ten goals from the field this season there's, there's nobody I, I just I've, I can't for the life of me see where people I can't understand anyone and again, we'll go back to what we started about at the side. You question this and everybody just goes, yeah, but it's Neil Warnock. So it's fine. Mm. But it's not fine. It's not fine at all. The, the striking options are disgusting, let's be fair. They're awful. They're awful. <laughs> no, no, no. You're laughing because of what they are, aren't they, you got to. I always look at a, a team and... It is a massive would, would any of our players get into another team? That's how you've got to look at it for me. And would any of our strikers get in the team? No, they won't. We won't start. Would any of them even get anywhere near bench? Probably not. Maybe Danny Ward, is a bit of experience. But for me, it's so blindingly obvious. And I just really, really hope that in September, when the window shuts, we've brought someone in that I can think, yeah, they, they will get the goals that'll keep us up. Because Rhodes looks like he's going. He's, he featured in B team yesterday. You know, there's rumours of him going out. So it's not even him anymore. Um, and he, he went top scorer last year. He got six, six for a, for a man who you know is, is knocking on in age, and he's going to be another season slower. Same with Danny Ward. So I just these people that think we're going to do all right, and we'll, we'll be fine because of Neil Warnock. To be all right, you've got to be able to score goals. You can't draw nil nil every week and be all right. You need to score because we're going to we're going to concede. And I just cannot. Well, five six points probably would, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You know, you're not going to drive him another week because we're going to let some in. But where, when we go behind, where are these goals going to come from? Where are these goals going to come from this season? Because nobody can tell me that at this moment in time. It's all... It's awful. When you look at it on paper, though, it's, it's awful. It is, set it really pieces, is. Set, big, big... Um, give me a big reliance on set pieces. It's going to be really important. And so that's where Sauber Thomas comes back. I was really surprised to see Ben Jackson... Whipping in swing, whipping out swingers in yesterday, rather than Sauber Thomas's in swinging corners too. With, with, but even Thomas's was, delivery uh, yesterday, Matt, they weren't great, was it? Let's be honest. He uh, had a couple in that were very uh, poor. Uh. Anyway, let's move on. We, we've we've <coughs> analysed the squad. We think we need Sorry, a striker, a, a winger, there, I had to a get midfielder. Off <laughs> really, we need three quality players, though. We need a central midfielder. We need a, a, a wide player, and or maybe someone who can play ten and a striker, maybe two strikers. Um, so. I, I like the I've liked the look of Kieran Harrett in preseason, and Kieran Phillips is someone who did well out last season on loan, but his injuries again really hold him back, and it's a sad, sad story for him. Pause. I don't know if you need. Gambier is still there, available. No, 
Do you need to drop off? Just, just on Harrod there, man. Like you said, you, you, like the, you like the look of him, and I like the look of him. But he's not gonna, he's not gonna play forty six games and score you thirty goals, is it? You might like the look of him, and he might play fifteen twenty games and get you five. But that's not enough. It's not enough goals. No, but you get enough. And five that, goals I'm not, I'm not having to go at you there for saying that. I'm just, I'm just making the point that yeah, it looks good, but. You're not going to hang it out on him, are you? And say he'll keep no, it. No, well, you need Josh Caroma to get double figures, don't you? You need Harrett to get five. You need Danny Ward to get between five and ten. You need Hudling to get five. You need centre backs all to get five. It's you know it's going to be a tricky one, but um, I think that's where we're at. Right, the squad. Pause. Do you need to go, or are you you all right for five minutes? We'll probably wrap up in a few minutes. No, mate. I'm good. I'm good to stay for a bit. Okay, good. Uh, right. So I think what's also difficult we we talk about transfers and stuff and the first five games are really difficult on paper aren't they I think the the worst time to play a promoted side is straight away so we've got Plymouth away on the first game of the season that to me looks really tough the best time to play a relegated team is usually early on and we've got Leicester at home on the second game of the season which is probably the perfect time to play them to be honest because there's not going to be many good times to play Leicester City next season let me tell you uh, Middlesbrough are up quite early and they're going to be interesting they might take a while to get going I've just couldn't even beat Bradford in. I know they couldn't even beat Bradford the absolute shame of that uh, and Norwich <laughs> as well uh, Norwich could be tough no one knows what we're going to get with Norwich but on paper they all look a little bit difficult and then you get towards the end of the window and if you're on one or two points after five games and all of a sudden players are looking at that going I'm not sure I fancy that Dom yeah Matt it's so right it's so frustrating because but I like, no, like Dom no was saying earlier on yeah, everyone seems to be, uh, you know, no one's really making any bid. But I just felt this, once I saw them fixtures, I was just praying that come August the 5th, naively, because I know how, obviously how it all works. It's, you know, the, everyone's cat and mouse till the end. But I really was, we needed the, we nearly need to hit the ground run. Look at last season, disaster, wasn't it? The first two months and pretty much nearly finished us off, didn't it? But it's, yeah, to be honest though, Matt, whatever we were going to get kind of pulled out of the fixtures that we're always going to be difficult because I just think this is a, a division like I've never seen. Although there'll always be a few teams that you will see in any trouble. I mean, QPR's pre-season's gone and disastrously on it and they're booting off at the moment. But it's like, yeah, it, it's worrying really because you do, we don't want it. I think just as the morale for a fan base, Matt, all right, the amazing season before when Levi Colwell scored at Bramall Lane and what have you, that was early on and, and it kind of set the tone for something good. But I just, even with Neil Warnock, I just, we need, we need something, don't we, in that first month really, just to, you know, so it's not like, here we go again. I fancy us to beat Leicester. I don't know if I'm mad, but I just fancy Neil Warnock just to piss Good Leicester price available, mate, with uh, my work. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's, Let's look at how uh, people think we'll do next year. So I did a Twitter poll yesterday, um, which was pretty much saying we'll be back recording tonight. Uh, what we want to know is your expectations for next season. Yes, make more poll options, Elon Musk. Yeah, so uh, you don't get to produce a, a long list of positions, unfortunately, on Twitter these days for, for uh, the polls. X, but... mate, not Twitter. X. X. Oh, what's that about? It's like his spaceship, isn't it? But... Automatics, playoff, mid-table and relegation scrap. It's all a bit vague. Um, 2.6% expect automatic promotion. I think that might have been tongue-in-cheek. Uh, playoff, 7.4%. Uh, mid-table, 61.7%. So most people think mid-table. I, I did really want to put upper mid, lower mid, but lack of poll options. And 28.3% think we'll be in a relegation scrap. I didn't vote, mm-hmm. but I'm one of those 28.3% who think Huddersfield Town 
will be scrapping at the bottom end next season. And that's quite simply because we lack quality, we lack depth, but we do have Neil Warnock, which is a plus. So we've got a 46 game, but I think this is a 46 game relegation battle. I make no, no bones about that. I, when you, I think we'll stay what, up, but I don't think we'll be comfortable for a lot of this season. Matt, you're saying bottom six, bottom eight, bottom 10. Can you give us, when you say that, what? 20th? Without many, I, you reckon? Yeah, I'm going I'm to do the yeah. thing next season. I'm going to say 20th. I, I do worry. I, it's really difficult to do it now because we could go out and get three or four great players and all of a sudden you think, oh, right, we might finish 10th here. Uh, it's generally, I mm. think the league is so tight that two, three, four decent players could really t- turn it. Because at the minute, I look at our squad and I think that's that's a squad that's got struggling to stay away from the bottom three written all over it. Um, but three, two, three players could easily transform that to a team looking to the top half. It's that tight, the league this year. But as it stands at the minute, I'm looking at that going, well, if we stay up this season, that'll be a result. Um, and I really hope we do because I hate league. And I know we're not very positive on town's chances, but what I would say for sort of balances, if you look at actually some of the other teams who were down there last year, they're not in good shape either. You know, you've got Rotherham, lost one of their best players in Ogbeni. QPR are a mess, had a terrible pre-season, and they've got a poor squad. How long will Gareth Ainsworth will be in charge for? Who knows? Sheffield Wednesday, (laughs) again, they are going to be down there. Really, you know, poor average squad for the level. Uh, They need to do a lot of business. And I'd I'd say, you don't know, with with Hull, for example, uh, Hull are another team that are affected by... FFP haven't made a lot of I, signings. I always look at Preston with a race. They could go either way. Yeah. But they, do you know where last three seasons, Preston consistent 13th, yeah. 13th, yeah. 12th. So Ryan Lowe, really good operator at mm. this level. I don't think they'd be one of the teams I'd be tipping to be down no, there. Car- Norwich, car- I was Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff, definitely for me. Car- well, I, I know they signed Carl and Grant. I, I, I still look at Cardiff and think they've brought in an unknown Turkish manager that it could go either way, it could be a big success, or again, you know, he could be gone within a couple of months. But there's not a lot of positivity around Cardiff either. So I, I think, you know, you've got to look at it. So rather go, than us being good, Tommy, I'll say someone's bad at the championship. And so, so rather than our qualities being, you're, you're no, kind I, of saying I, I there's others as bad that's giving us that up rather than us being good. I, I'm hoping it's yeah. going to come down to that, Cosse. No, I, 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 I'm like what Matt was saying before about Leicester. Town gave bloody noses to some of the top teams last season, beating Borough at home. We didn't expect that, did we? Or, you know, Millwall away was a surprise. And, you know, Watford, Watford away. Yeah. I, I can see Town. Raising their game, you know. Yeah, I know Watford weren't in and around the promotion race by the end of it, and were, you know, in a bit of a mess themselves. But Still you know what I'm getting at is that I think Leicester and Middlesbrough, those matches will take care of themselves for Town, and it will be how they perform again against the teams who we think are going to be in the lower reaches of the table. Mm. I, I look at it though, and I, I think right. Last year you had Wigan with the financial issues, Reading their financial issues. And I always look at teams who potentially might have financial problems to sort of predict them in the bottom three. And Birmingham are always one of those sides, but Birmingham are often flying this summer. They've made some great signings. So they they potentially could be pushing upwards. And 
So that's when I look at Cardiff and I look at, I'm not, I know you might want to not say a lot about this Dom with Sheffield Wednesday, but I look at some of the noises that their owners made at Sheffield Wednesday and they are a bit strange and losing Darren Moore as well looks like it was a bit strange as well. So I look at Sheffield Wednesday and I think there are teams down, QPR, QPR in absolute meltdown, but I do think with QPR, I think if they got rid of Ainsworth and appointed someone decent, then that might come around full circle. But there are teams down there who, who are worrying like us as well. I don't think we'll go down. I just think we're going to flirt with it. I think we're going to have real peaks and real troughs at certain points this season. And it's all dependent on how we do towards the end of the month in the market. And I generally think if we don't sign anyone, we're going to really struggle. We're going to real, really struggle towards the bottom end. But if we get two or three decent players at the end of the month, then also my prediction starts to skyrocket further up the league because we do have a good manager. Um, we've got some good good players that he can get the best out of. It's just making sure that when those players are suspended, injured, not available, etc., that we have people we can rely on and there are no glaring holes like midfield, for example. Um, if that gets fixed with us, I, I think that we'll be all right. It's just, if we don't fix it, that's my, that's my worry. Uh, and I think the longer it goes on, the there more is a, people naturally worry There is a of a decent team there. Yeah, definitely. Defensively, Helic, Helic's outstanding yeah, for us. I, I do uh, get that, yeah. But, but, yeah, and you're hoping that Hellick is as good as he was last year, uh, and that you know that back three of Pearson, Lee's, Hellick, you know, I think will give Town a solid base. Nichols, we know, uh, and we've talked about too. Uh, but it's it's all about can Caroma deliver? Can Sorber Thomas recapture the form of you know two seasons ago? You know, like that's. The town, you know, vital, and you know, I think we have to say. I mean, Diara has got bags of potential. Like for me, uh, you know, Diara is the one. If he can improve his end product, he's the one for midfield. Potentially Rodoni as well. They're the you know the two I'm looking at, thinking they've got to chip in with some goals. The town, um, you know, if they're gonna achieve anything this season, and I'd be content with if if they finished above 18th. You know, I, I'd probably be content with that. Um, for this season, you know, and I think that's that's in realistically right now. I think maybe that's as good as what town can hope for. So me and Dom have said staying up. Um, I might have sounded a little bit negative because I I I, I want more for Huddersfield Town, but Cosy, where does the bear think we'll uh, we'll finish this season? How do you expect it to go for Huddersfield Town this season? Just as it's really difficult, like we were mentioning, just where we are at the moment compared to. Hopefully these three signings might be wanting that as well. But again, I just think it's going to be a big long scrap. But I think that what if you you want you want to see some good football, Matt? And I just I kind of we look quite good on the counter attack, but I just feel most of our games are just going to be played on the counter, mate. Trying to like, and I just think I'd love to see a town team that's got the ball. That's I could be wrong, and, and he might surprise us. But you know, we I don't counter attacking football. It, you know, I don't want to see many games more like that Blackburn game, you know, on Easter Monday. I know it might have been a bit of a free game, but it's just like, I, mean, I want to see it on the front. Good, wasn't it? We, we were good at Sunderland on the front. Yeah, front. we, we were good. But, that, yeah, but they obviously have to come at us to try and get in the top six. But yeah, that's, I think we can all, you know, you mentioned 18th, Tom, and I think, to be honest, I'd, I'd take that, you know, kind of now. But just playing some good football and, and having a squad, you, you know, the Nagel kind of revolution, shall we say, you can, as a club, with with some exciting young players move forward and, and one up ready to go and finish 18th, knock a few big hitters off off the trail, maybe a cup run. That that'd do me to be honest with you. But it's 
it's such a strange season because I've ne- well, we've never known a season where a manager is going to be there for one season. And it? it's like Angelotti's at Madrid. I mean, it's totally different, obviously, there with what he's got to play with. But just someone saying, right, I've got one more year. And, and they're saying, I'm going at the end of the season, which I know we've heard that before with Warnock. I think he might stay. Some, he, might, he might be here till he's some precedented, but it's uh, but like Dom says, a lot of clubs there, but you know, underneath the surface that are in in a bit of a trouble as well. But I, I don't want to rely on others' misfortunes to stay up, and pretty much that's what we did last season. I want it because we've been good and we've shown a lot of quality. And yeah, it's them young players that are going to have to step up unless you know we get some decent recruits in. So it's I think what I'm trying to say, Matt. I think get a big scrap, but I think twentieth. But deep down, hoping Warnock can produce another miracle, man, and get us higher up than that. We've got three of us saying staying up here between eight, well, around around the bottom eight, I think we're, we're saying. Um, Hosa, surely, <laughs> surely you're going to bring up <laughs> six here, are you? Surely. I can oh, see it God. in your face. You've got, you got, got into many because we've got Neil Warnock. We're, you know, we've got a Warnock. We're undefeatable. You know, we're going to win league with 100 points and never lose. But um, no, seriously, I think if we were starting... Well, we are starting the season next week, aren't we? With the squad that we've got, and it stayed like this. I, I think again, it'll be a, a season of struggle. I just can't see where we're going to get enough goals from to enable us to stay up. Um, to be perfectly honest, as it stands, yeah, we've, there's a lot more time to come before the uh, window shuts, so it's, it's difficult to predict at this point an exact finishing point. But for me, if it's anywhere above the bottom six, we've had a really good season. Uh, it's hard to say whether we'll you know, nail on relegation or nail on survival. Um, don't particularly pay that much attention to, you know, other clubs around us. Um, and what they're doing, I look at us and see, you know, see what we've got. Um, and at the minute, I, I don't see a right a lot, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I think the, the thing with the Warnock thing for me is, and I, and I fully take on board everybody's points that he is Neil Warnock and that he's a great manager, etc., 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 I just see it being a totally different situation for him this season than it was last season. He came in at a point where we had absolutely nothing to lose by appointing him. If he kept us up, he did. He's an absolute legend. He would have been a legend had we gone down because of historical links. My thinking is, what if we have to have a bad start? What if we have a start similar to last year? What if at Christmas we are bottom six, seven points adrift? What happens then? Do, do we stick with Warnock and, and just carry on plugging away at the season? Do we get rid and bring someone in? There's, there's lots of movable parts in football, and then it's very difficult to predict from between now and May what will happen because little pockets of 10 games can happen where you lose nine of them, and all of a sudden someone gets twitchy and, and something ridiculous happens, and you sack your manager or you can win you know, nine in a row and all of a sudden be fighting at top. So I think I find it very, very difficult in modern football to be able to predict, you know, for 46 games. But as it stands, I agree with you guys. I think it will, we will we will struggle. Uh, I don't think we've got the quality. I certainly don't think we've got the depth. I don't think, you know, you've got nine subs, you can make five. Who's going to come on and change a game if we are losing? Who's going to come on and, and influence things? Um, so, yeah, I mean, unfortunately... I think it will be another season of struggle if we survive. And, you know, at the end of the season, it is that transition season and we, you know, bringing a new manager and the whole ethos and the whole attitude of Mudsfield Town changes. For me, it will be worth it because it's a, it's a short-term kind of negative season for a, a longer-term um, 
you know investment and that that's where i am at the moment with town if that is the plan then then that is the plan uh, but i do worry that if we don't put enough into the immediate short-term plan and we drop down to league one then you know the long-term plan suddenly changes dramatically um the, the income streams come in again there's not a lot to worry about so i'm just really hoping that the you know, this gamble that we seem to be taking at the moment with Warnock coming back and, and this kind of lack of movement in the transfer market pays off because if not, it, it could, you know, be a disastrous long-term. Um, so, yeah, nice and positive there as, for me as always. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll say we'll finish somewhere in bottom six. I won't say where. Bottleless. Bottleless. You don't dare say, you know, dare say we're going to go down just because of the backlash to you. Uh, you know, there's a chance, and I'm, I don't think anybody on this, I don't think anyone on this podcast, don't, don't, or even Watchers Town, can't be a little bit wary that there's a chance of us getting relegated. I can't understand. I just, I just, everyone can have their own opinion, and you know, I'm happy for everybody to discuss. And you know, I'm, I'm quite likely I'll take people's points on board, but I, I won't use words like deluded. But I do think these people are, are kind of living in a in a Neil Warnock bubble that just because he's here, everything's all right, and to me, it's not. Um, and I think it's quite right that fans should be able to question that, um, as as we do online, as we do on, on these podcasts. As you did discussion. with Mr. Nagel, didn't you? Um, yeah, and, and fair play to him. He came back to the me. Chess game hadn't even started, pause. You know, mate, well, I, know, I joked on our internal communication channel that our pieces are still in the box. I don't even think we've bought the set yet, actually. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But do you know what? As much as it is, I'm looking forward to it. I've got my season ticket. I'll be there and I'll be supporting the team and the, and the lads as, as, as best we can, as will everybody, you know, that goes down there. And, you know, as a football fan, that's all you can do, in it? As much as you can have your opinions, you can't really do much more than, than that. It's not... We're nearly sold out. In your immediate control. It's ridiculous. Have we? Have we? We're, we're, nearly sold out. we're nearly sold out. Yeah, we sold 1,300 and said today there's hardly any left, so 1,600, they'll all go, yeah. Right up at that, innit? Uh, I genuinely... I genuinely take my hat off to everybody that's going up to them. I genuinely do. Fair play to you. Yeah, I'm going. Because are, well, are you going to Plymouth? No, mate. I'll be struggling for the first month or so. I'm going to go to Middlesbrough, mate. The big game in the Carabao. I hope I get a seat. Hope I can get it round. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. I think we'll, uh, we've got some comments under the tweet as well. I'll finish with some of the comments that came through. And I just feel town family say, I'd, this is on t- where town will finish. Uh, he said, I'd say the bottom half, I think right now it's a very tough league and whilst we performed really well when Neil came in, if we get a few injuries then I think we could find it challenging. But then who better at the helm than Sir Neil? And I think that there is, I know people are saying, but it's Neil Warnock. I think when you find yourself in crisis, I think the ultimate crisis manager is Neil Warnock, isn't it? So I think there is, there is, uh, there is fuel to that for sure. Um, Lee Morris says, relegation scrap. We have more or less the same team as last season and we're expecting different results. Question? Dear me. Uh, Guy Bradley says, I can't see anything other than a relegation scrap. Our team is no stronger than last season. Our squad is no stronger than last season. Said it twice. But the championship is much stronger. Uh, Leo says, our squad is bottom six, but with Neil Warnock at the helm, he'll get us mid-table. Uh, Mark says, uh, lower mid-table. We haven't changed anything really and let some depth love the club. Leave the club. I know it's a week away, but I can't see how we can sort it out to have strength and depth. Uh, the Joker, Jay Laverick, says, defo relegation scrap. Club's got no money. And no players. But then Phil we'll, we'll end on Phil Marston who says Warnock might well do something amazing. Don't bet against us this season. I think that's the perfect way to round those up. And I think that's a perfect way to end the podcast as well, guys, isn't it? 
we aimed for 60 minutes and we've got 84. <laughs> you know, this is maybe something we'll, we'll aim to improve across the season. Um, we have taken it's a board. Pre-season, we need the practice, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have taken, uh, we did do a... Um, yeah. Brady what did we learn from uh, today, boys? <laughs> Yeah, Brady sent out a, uh, you know, wanted your feedback, didn't he, for, uh, you know, uh, the listeners survey. That's what I was looking for. And we, we will take into um, consideration all the uh, things from the listeners survey. Amazingly, guys, the thing the thing that came up the most in the listeners survey was about you and Cozzy and about how you don't use professional equipment like I do. And uh, look at you both sat there on your phones, <laughs> Cozzy with the light flashing in the background, like the police are in there as well. We will try we will try and make that. Yeah, we are. We will try and improve things over the course of the season. Stick with us. Season, you know, five years of doing this, you know, it could be the last. Who knows? So uh, support the pod and uh, we'll do our best for you. So thanks, everyone. And uh, roll Cheers, the yeah. credits. Oh, it is. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. 
Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, McNugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 